When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On the Texas A&M Sports Network, from Learfield, you've been listening to Texas A&M Basketball. Welcome to the postgame show, presented by St. Joseph, official health care provider of Texas A&M Athletics. Once again, here is the voice of Texas A&M Basketball, Andrew Monaco. 72-67, Vanderbilt defeats Texas A&M. Here in Nashville, the Aggies fall to 16 and 11 and 5 and 9. Stop me if you heard this before, partner. Two possession game, under eight, timeout. Free throws, free throws. <laughs> free throws by Vanderbilt. Timely turnovers forced by Vanderbilt, again, because of the defense. But those empty possessions came back to hurt, and it really ruins. I mean, this was as dominant as Quentin Jackson has been right. in a game. I mean, 21 of his 23 come in the second half, and he said, fellas, get on my back. I'm going to carry you. Boots Radford with some, some key plays. But again, execution. I, what has Buzz told us before? Did a lot of good things. Not good enough. Wasn't good enough again this evening in Nashville. No, and, and I think, again, when we when AM plays well and has success, they put extended minutes together, defensively as well as offense. Go figure, right? But second half start was bad. Uh, defensively ramped it up about midway through the second half and got it going. And then that with that, we, we talked about this before, when defense ramps up, our offense kind of can go with it when we make good decisions in attacking. Got out of control a couple of times when you really, really had to have good quality possessions and uh, you know, squandered an opportunity to put to add on to the lead. It was, it was, you know, it was. It wasn't going to be a runaway. No, no, we no. Battle back into no. it. But key turnovers, 
Some four shots really contributed to that uh, lead uh, shrinking. I thought if if anything, Vanderbilt had a chance to put it away up 10, 37, 27. And that's when the Aggies really clamped down on the defense. And then it wasn't it wasn't overnight, but it was the six straight, John, made that a four-point game, and we hovered at that. And then the Aggies, they went up four. 54-50 was their largest was their largest lead. Boots with a layup on a fast break. That was after he had uh, given to Q earlier. Four-point game. Pippen Jr. layup, also on a fast break off a turnover, and then Diara, and it was 56-52. Empty possessions there. I, I thought that was a turning point, trying to play on the road with a little more than a four-point lead. Could not. I think there were some turnovers, empty possessions, and then after the timeouts, that under eight timeout, the two free throws by Pippen. Aggies led, would lead uh, 58-54. That would be their largest lead and then eventually give up that lead. Um, it's just, I don't, I don't know how many times you can keep doing this. Hey, it's, like it's, you said, it's a punch in the gut. Yeah, no, it, it really is because you play so hard. And, you know, we've talked about it before. I think it'll be discounted if we bring it up. But the effort that it takes to battle back, you know, when, you, when you're struggling a little bit offensively and, you, and you, you, you're, it's, you're gutting it out defensively and that defense is turning into – you know, yeah. break opportunities and scoring in the broken floor, but the, the, are you worn out by the time you, you know, when you're trying to sustain there? Two other moments in this, though. 61-60 after Q swishes a three at 4.30. Robbins two free throws. Robbins in the paint, four straight. Aggies down 64-61. Cash makes it 64-63, and with 2.10 left, boots his layup. Gave the Aggies their last laid at 65-64. And what? how much time was left? 2-10 yeah. when he laid that in. Then it became two free throws for Pippen. Then it became the Robbins layup on the absolute everything went Vanderbilt's way, right? The corner three airballed, but right to Robbins, right. who laid it in. Diara would get the layup, make it 68-67, but then right with a layup, Pippen with the two free throws. Five-point win, 72-67. I mean, the Aggies deserve better, and then there's part. You know what? You get what you deserve by the way you play. Empty possessions a couple of times. And, and to me, it almost seemed like Buzz was subbing if you weren't getting the rebound or defending because he made that Mount Everest, right? Right, right. And the other, the th I mean, we'll have to go back and look at it, but I think they were A&M had the ball in, in two of those uh, late possessions under two. And it was either battling back to get get the ball off an offensive rebound. And if I'm not mistaken, it was Scottie Pippen that tipped it away twice, either coming from behind or getting I a piece of it. I think you're exactly right. It wasn't somebody else. It was, it was Pippen. And, again, he's, he's a good player. Uh, he rose to the occasion and got a piece of two balls that ended up being turnovers. Scottie Pippen Jr. with the free throws finishes with 24-17 in the second half. And, Again, six rebounds for him, and he also had an assist. It gets lost as Hassan had 13 in this one, 12 for Boots. But you got three key players who don't score for a and Coleman, Williams, Taylor. Yeah. Guys that you absolutely need. And if you, yeah, you, you, go in, you, you go in there and, and you say that before this game and say those three guys don't score, you're saying a uh, and not going to fare well. 
uh, you know, minute to go, you have a chance to win this on the road. But without those guys scoring, I mean, it's just tough, tough, tough to overcome. Five rebounds for Henry. 38-35 um, were the rebounds in this one. Um, Texas A&M with the, with the plus three. But we talked about everybody's got to pull the rope. But you know what? We also saw how special Quentin Jackson can be. Yeah, exactly. And again, you know, late game is something we revel in when we've done it and taking care of the basketball. But too many times in this league, you put yourself in positions to win, whether it's on the you know, on the road. You go pick a spot. Um, and again, it's just it's just so dead game hard to just. You know, to get that far and then not come up with a play or two um, and, you know, finish it out. 23-6 for uh, Q, two offensive rebounds. Five of eight from the floor, two of two beyond the arc, and 11 of 12 from the free throw line for Quentin Jack. That's efficient. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what did we, as a team, what did we shoot free throw-wise? Free throw-wise, 18 of 23. Yeah. What about the rebounding situation, offensive rebounds? We had 11, so 27 defensive rebounds, right? 38 total, 11 offensive, 27 defensive rebounds. They had 35, nine offensive, 26. Yeah. So the plus one. Right. And second chance points. Let me get to that box score, if I may. 11-5 Vanderbilt. Right. In a five-point game, right? Plus other, six in a five-point game. I, I was I, I was shocked with the number of turnovers Vanderbilt. 20. You know what? It ends up 20 apiece. Right. 29 points off for the Aggies, 18 points off for Vanderbilt. And those fast break points end up being 16-14. It was 9-1 Aggies. And at one point, I want to say it was 16-8. So the last six. And again, off those, off those late turnovers. And, then, and the thing was, you know, you pick and choose which possession is the most important. <laughs> there's so many times in the game where you're either adding on the, the lead yeah. or you're stopping a run. Uh, too many turnovers late. Yeah. And, and that was just the, the backbreaker. Yep. 72-67, Vanderbilt defeats Texas A&M. Coming up in our St. Joseph postgame show, we'll have our Wells Fargo winning moments. We'll also give you the Raising Cane's final box score. We will hear from head coach Buzz Williams. A reminder, Aggie basketball is brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. It's unquestionably good. Come on back. The St. Joseph postgame show rolls on from Vanderbilt. Commodore 72 and the Aggie 67. This is Aggie basketball from Learfield. Seventy-two, sixty-seven is the final Vanderbilt over Texas A&M. We thank you for staying with us as we continue with our St. Joseph postgame show. Quentin Jackson with 23 in the losing effort for Texas A&M. Hassan Diara with 13 and 12 for Boots Radford. Those three Aggies in double figures. It's time now for our Wells Fargo winning moments. Taylor on the right baseline to Andre Gordon. Curls into the paint. Jump pass Radford three from the left wing. Buried. Gordon the assist. Tyrese Radford the three. This time, Melora Brown can't get it. Hefner the other way, crosses over all the way to the basket. He slipped it up and in with the right hand on the left side and a chance at a three-point play for Hayden Hefner. Stop and go by Trey Thomas. A jump pass is too high for Melora Brown and behind him. Gordon with another steal. Trey, three in transition left wing. Buried it. Andre Gordon hits the three. Played at Drake and at Minnesota. Did the grad from Davenport, Iowa. 23-18 Vanderbilt. High post. Left side, it is Obasiki. Back to the basket. Nice five for Henderson. The second consecutive flush for Henderson. 
Attack on the left side, Thomas. He put the ball on the deck. It is loose. It is stolen by Marcus Williams. Now a chance to go up to Obasiki. He's going to attack and dunk. He rammed it home. Manny Obasiki. Hook pass. Thrown away. Another steal by Gordon. That's number three for him. Into the front court on the left wing to the trailer. Q. Three to tie on the left side. We are even at 42 because Q is now feeling it. And boots into the front court. Aggies down 50-49. DR crossover down the right lane line. Stops, spins, kick out Radford. Three for the lead. Got it! Boots Radford buries the three. Aggies 52. Vanderbilt 50. Goes to his right. DR goes under the Robin screen. Pippen Jr. to the right side. Has it blocked from behind. Here comes Q with Radford on a two-on-one. Q gives to Radford. Lay it up and in. Aggies have their largest lead for Vanderbilt calls timeouts. Back out to Radford. Five to shoot. To Q. Deep left wing three. Got it! Q swished it! Second three! Q now with 23, 21 and a half, 61-60 AM. 72-67 is the final. Vanderbilt defeating Texas AM. Those are our Wells Fargo winning moments, and Wells Fargo is the official bank of Texas AM Athletics. Stay with us. We'll continue with the St. Joseph postgame show. 72-67 Vanderbilt. This is Aggie Basketball from Learfield. is Vanderbilt's win over Texas A&M this evening in Nashville. We continue with the St. Joseph postgame show. We'll take a look at our Raising Canes final box. We told you the double-figure scorers for Texas A&M with Quentin Jackson scoring 23, 21 in the second half for Q. It led to 50 bench points for Texas A&M. Second time he scored 20 or more. Last time he did that, he went for a career-best 31 against Central Arkansas. 13 for Hassan Diara. And been wild. You know what? It was the first conference game that Haas scored in double figures. He had 13 with eight coming in the second half. And Boots Radford would finish with 12 points. Six rebounds for Radford. Six rebounds for Diara. Unfortunately... Haas didn't get one in the second half. He had six at the half. Six rebounds as well for Quentin Jackson to go with the 23 points. So you have those three, 36, 48 of your 67 come from those three. Five for Andre Gordon, five for Aaron Cash, four for Ethan Henderson, three for Hayden Hefner, two for Manny Obasiki. Coleman, Brown, Williams, Taylor, scoreless. In this one, Henry did have five rebounds. Henry had four offensive rebounds uh, in this game. Javante Brown had three rebounds. Marcus Williams had a rebound, three assists, did not turn it over. He also had two steals in his nearly 14 minutes. Wade Taylor, the fourth, went 0 for 5, 0 for 3 beyond the arc, had a rebound, did not have an assist. Uh, 22 of 56 were the Aggies from the floor. They shot 32% in the first half, 48 in the second half, 39% for the game. 2 of 11 in the first half from three, 3 of 10 in the second half from three, so 5 of 21 for this game. And 18 of 23 from the free throw line, that's 78%. Have we fixed the free throws, but now we got to work on the three-point shooting? What's that the, old, what's the, the little Dutch boy putting his fingers in the dike? I mean, yeah. we're running out of fingers or something, <laughs> or, or, or they're too far apart. I can't get my arms that. Something like that. And I, you know what? I, 
can't question the 21, but I've said that when they've shot like two for 18. <laughs> you like you like the looks that they get for Vanderbilt, three and double figures as well. Conference leading scorer, Scottie Pippen Jr. had 24 with six rebounds, but he had four turnovers as well. 15 for Jordan Wright and 14 along with eight rebounds for Liam Robbins. Those three and double figures. Vanderbilt would shoot 24 of 53, 45%. Aggies hold them to 4 of 19 beyond the arc. That's 21%. 20 of 29 from the free throws. Despite getting in the double bonus first, the bonus and the double bonus in the second half, Vanderbilt takes six more free throws and makes two more free throws than Texas A&M. It is these numbers now that help tell the story. Aggies would score 29 points off 20 Vanderbilt turnovers. Aggies would turn it over 20 times as well, becoming 18 Vanderbilt points. Paint points plus four Vanderbilt, 36-32. Second chance points, despite two more offensive rebounds by the Aggies, 11-5 Vanderbilt. Fast break points are 16-14 A&M. Rebounding was 38-35 Texas A&M. 27-26 defensive rebounds. Remember, that was Mount Everest for Buzz Williams. And 11-9 offensive rebound advantage for the Aggies. There were seven ties. There were eight lead changes. But in this game, the Aggies having to play from behind most of the time. Vanderbilt led for 31 minutes. The Aggies fewer than six minutes in this one. And when they held the lead late in the second half, couldn't hold on. They led by as many as four. Vanderbilt led by as many as ten. Vanderbilt at the end leads, wins 72 to 67. It's our Raising Cane's final box score, and it's presented by Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, One Love. Any number jump out at you, partner? Yeah, I, I guess what, what gets me is, and the number, you know, obviously we got to have cylinders working. And yeah. How many eight, eight cylinders? Uh, you love eight. Yeah. If you got twelve, I like that you too. Know, you can't go. You can't go as, as poorly from the, the field. Uh, Wade Taylor going 0 for 5 and Henry Coleman 0 for 3 and Marcus Williams 0 for 3. I'm not, I'm not saying that anybody, but the, you just can't, no, you can't is, absorb that. You can't absorb that field goal Right. Percentage. We just said on Tuesday you can't take a performance out in that win, and the Aggies still win. Here, right. not enough hands on the rope pull, pulling that rope. But they it, need all those they need all those cylinders right and, and again I, i'm not going to take any way anything away from vanderbilt i mean no no, no. you know the, the, they the, there's not many uncontested shots uh the best a m ever does is uh, offensively as far as consistency is concerned is when they've really ramped up their defense and they're playing a broken floor and 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 catching defenses in rotation because they're they're, they're beating them back down the floor and, and that's shooting threes and that's shoot pull-ups and that's also laying it up and when it looks good, it's really good. But when that doesn't occur, AM has its issues in the half-court setting. Yeah. Uh, you asked, when, when is a possession important? Every single one. Yeah. The margin for error. Right. You know, you know what in it is. In 40 minutes. Yeah. Every single one. Right. That's, that's for sure. 72-67. Vanderbilt defeats Texas A&M. Spuzz Williams kind enough to join us courtside here at Memorial Gymnasium with uh, after this one in Nashville. Uh, coach is with us. He talked about Mount Everest, which is one I'm not forgetting, besides just the big rocks and the volcano rocks. And that was ending each possession uh, with the defensive rebound. Hold on just a second. We're going to get buzz. You're not hearing anything, Coach? 
I can hear you. You got can it. Can you now? hear me now? I got yeah. you now. Yep. Yeah. Thank you very much, Coach. Appreciate it. Um, John and I were saying this. This is a team that wins when every cylinder is together, whether it's eight cylinders, six cylinders, four cylinders, 12 cylinders, then this one. Q tried to carry you. Um, but once again, Buzz, I couldn't help but think under under eight, it's another two-possession game. We've been here before. Vanderbilt just seemed to make more plays down the stretch. I think we'll continue to get the same test. Uh, five of our nine losses in conference play have been one or two-possession games. Uh, our start at the beginning of the game I thought was below average 10 to 5 uh, our start at the second half uh, at the first media timeout was 9 to 0 including the timeout that I called um, so that's 19 to 5 in the first four minutes of the game and in the first four minutes of the second half um, I think the last timeout that was called was uh, 13 minutes to go in the game I thought we competed at a high level uh, the rest of the way, but not enough. Y you, we, Buzz, all of us have to do better from start to finish. We have to play with our cylinders, whatever it is, and whoever it is, full throttle from start to finish. And regardless of opponent and regardless of locale, we continue to get the same test. And I believe that will continue to take place until we pass that test and take the next step. And we have to continue to figure out who and how to best take that step. Empty minutes in many regards too many turnovers but some of those turnovers are coming because guys are having to do more than they've ever done because we're getting so many empty minutes from guys that we need to be full throttle and be the best they can be and so i anticipate that that's what the test will be on tuesday it's interesting how the game can be disjointed both teams uh, you battle in there the, the margin of leads go back and forth and then you get a flow and defensively when we get into that flow and you're talking about the intensity and guys being all synced up and scoring in the broken floor playing with pace it, it doesn't look the same game and then you yep. get to that point where it just it, it, it again doesn't continue and it's just so frustrating because we know it's capable of, of happening yeah it's um it feels different it feels right. It looks right. It's synchronized right. on both ends of the floor. Or it's fragmented. It's disjointed. It's not in sync. Mm -hmm. And the extreme difference between the two is too wide. Right. And... The gaps are too long or not long enough, right? Like I tell them, you're not going to play perfect. But we can't go in the fragmented, disjointed, not in sync state for multiple possessions, for multiple minutes. 
we can't overcome that. We, we don't have the margin to overcome that. And what's interesting to, to me, too, you're, talk, you're not talking about – we know it's, you can't play flawless. But you put two more possessions on top of four great possessions, then you got something, right? And it's just that, what, that, that, that threshold that we just – at this, that stage of the game, we have hard – guys are playing hard, guys make, make decisions, but those, that play hard, that synchronized play, and that decision-making is different in that late, late game situation. And and when you start 10-5, you've already played 20 minutes out of 200 of motors not running. Right. And then you do the same thing in the second half, 9-0, motors not running. So, so now there's 160 minutes remaining where you have to be hitting it really pure on both ends. And we didn't. Mm -hmm. And that has to change. And I have to do better. And we have to do better. <clears throat> Q23, 21 in the second half. Buzz, he said, get on my shoulders. Let me carry you. He helped try to turn this this game around, and he and Boots in a little two-man game and given to to one another. Certainly nice to see. We, 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 I, uh, oh. Yes, sir. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, we need another person. Mm -hmm. We need another persons. Uh, Q uh, probably career high in turnovers. Can't turn it over seven times in 23 minutes. Not placing any blame on Q. But it was what we had to resort to, mm -hmm. Q. Here it is. He can do it. But, but we need him to play off the ball some, with the ball some. We need some variety. 20 turnovers is a lot. Yeah. We forced 20 turnovers, but so many of our turnovers, particularly in the second half, were live ball turnovers mm -hmm. from guys that we're putting a lot on on both ends of the floor, and now it's a live ball and it's a snowbird on the other end, and you lose by five points. Right. It's just hard to overcome, and... That's 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 our challenge. Yeah. Can we take the next step? Right. And the next step is we're going to be in this position again and again and again until we mature past this conversation. And understanding the conversation, I think, is important. Our guys understand it. And we talked at halftime boots one thing that we got to do to win dre one thing we got to do to win q one thing we got to do to win and their responses were perfect q was the last person i chose and his response was continuous effort and i said i believe as i mentioned to you uh the game after valentine's day that's what your tank has to run on. 
And then we come on the floor in the first four minutes. It's a 9-0 run with a timeout by me into the second media timeout. Goodness gracious. It was a one-point game. Now it's a 10-point game. On the road. And uh, so that that's uh, – that. I think we know what it is. I think they understand what it is. And now we have to change what it has been. Hopefully that will be Tuesday against Georgia. Good practices, we hope, uh, for your team before uh, Georgia on Tuesday at Reed Arena. Thank you guys for being nice to me. <laughs> Coach Buzz Williams, courtside, 72-67. It is Vanderbilt over Texas A&M. He shares his thoughts with us each and every time. Of course, we're going to be nice to him. Exactly. He's no one empties the tank. No one has the effort. No one. Right. <laughs> this this is the beacon right. for this team. And it, like he said, yes, they gave the right answers. Like you always tell me. You know what? Sometimes the other team gets that. Little, right. little, you know what I mean? A bit to do you get that. It. But they also, uh, some of it's self-inflicted. Right. You you get that. So that's that's what happens. Yeah, the, the, the frustration part of it is and, and when you can identify what it is and you know what you need to do to, to make it better and to have success, and you can do it for periods of time, but you can't sustain it, and that's what's most frustrating. Yeah. It's not like you can't do it. And it's not it, like this was brand new. Right. You've been in this position. What would you do last time? We didn't come through. What would you do this time? You didn't come through. How many times? But you know what? You don't hit me between the eyes. 19-5 in the first four minutes of each of each half. Well, we sat here and talked about it. I yeah. Mean, we, you know, good enthusiasm and practice this morning. Great practices. All indications were you're going to be raring to go play to start the half, or start either half, and that's not the case. So I mean, what it is to, to, to remedy that? I, I'm not that you can control though. Right. 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 Yep. You can't control officials. Can't control you know some shots. That you can't. That one's on the. That one's on. The, the team. Right. And, right? The, and the coaches to, to figure out combinations, you know, what we're going to try to do to get people on the same page to start the thing. To your point, when they got to the five, that clicked. Right. Look out. Exactly. That's what was really good. That, that's where the compete comes in. That's where the effort is. That's where they're never going to go. Again, they could have quit at 37-27 said, hey, not our, not our day. We've seen the course of the season unfold in front of us, and we've seen games where, you know, halves didn't start right, Notre Dame for one. And then, then you have a, a, yeah. you know, a, a second Almost half. perfect, yeah. right? And then so we've seen that, and we've seen a half not start right in Missouri and come back and back. I thought that was what was going to occur here. I did too. And when we got to the lead, and but then there was a turnover that occurred right when you have a chance to just build on that lead a little bit more with a team that wants to win as badly as you do, and you don't take, you don't, you don't put that that dagger in them. Then right. It comes back to haunt you. You know, I've said this, and I've asked this of myself: Are we the team that was up 18 on the road in Georgia, or are we the team that? you know, loses to South Carolina, didn't have a great second half. And the answer is yes. Yes. Yes, we are. We're both. That's right. That's right. And that's the, the frustration part. Right. And that's why he says it's the test. Right. How many times you want to keep failing the test? It's the it, same it, test. It, what, what, how they about, have the answers. Well, we're waiting for the aha moment. <laughs> we yes. have not had that. No. Perhaps Tuesday. <laughs> but no guarantee against that's, Georgia. That's right? exactly Hey, the parity in the level that, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a, a top tier Yep. You go beat Florida, and then Florida beats Auburn, <laughs> right? And then you have everybody battling it below that group right there. 
uh, it's always going to be a challenge. Absolutely. We'll wrap up the St. Joseph postgame show when we return. 72-67. Vanderbilt over Texas A&M. This is Aggie basketball from Learfield. Wrapping up the St. Joseph postgame show, Vanderbilt 72, Texas A&M 67. Aggies are back at it. Tuesday, Reed Arena, 6 p.m., 5.30, Dos Equis tip-off show. And a reminder, Monday evening, our final Buzz Williams show from Rudy's. Hopefully, join us all along the network for that one. We'll talk about this past week, the win over Florida. Today's game at Vanderbilt and preview Georgia and Ole Miss next week. Um, Second to last home game. Um, yes, the Aggies beat Georgia. Yes, Georgia's struggling. But to your point, overlook anybody. Like I said, there's no such thing as should beat. No. <laughs> in the SEC. Georgia has some scores. And you know what? They're the ones who are smarting from that very first game where they could have stolen it late. Aggies up 18, 12 at the half. Marcus Williams hits that big shot. Maybe he regains some form as well, seeing that Georgia uniform. Yeah, we need some guys to start feeling it again offensively. I think the defensive effort's always there. That's just the what they do. Uh, but this is the point in the season where, you know, you, you, you pick yourself up. Let's go. And uh, if you're a competitor, you come back. And, again, it's frustrating because you, there's, it, it's small, but it's large because it's looming in every late game in that it, it's not much to get this over the hump, but it's going to take effort. There's no way around it. And we talked about this part of the season from Valentine's Day 4. There are no secrets. Well, yep. there are no secrets. Two weeks, four games, 40, 40, 40, 40, 160 minutes. Can you go all out for the next 160 minutes before you get to Tampa? We'll see. Like Buzz says, chance to do something special between Valentine's Day and spring break. Here's the opportunity. We have the home, fort, uh, home floor to come back on. Absolutely. Uh, let's go take advantage of it. You got it. That will be Tuesday at 6, 530 with the Dos Equis tip-off show. He is Dr. John Thornton, the producer of Aggie basketball. In our Learfield studios is Tony O'Neill. I'm Andrew Monaco. Our thanks to Buzz Williams for joining us at courtside. And we thank you for joining us. The final once again, Vanderbilt 72, Texas A&M 67. Thanks for joining us. Thanks and gig em. This is Aggie basketball from Learfield. On the Texas A&M Sports Network, this has been the post-game show presented by St. Joseph, official health care provider of Texas A&M Athletics. This has been Texas A&M Basketball, brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Texas A&M Sports Network.